Hello, welcome to Geeks Unleashed. This is episode 111. I'm Mark. I'm Jasmine. And each week on the Geeks Unleashed podcast, we like to talk about our current viewing, reading, or geeky playing habits. Uh, we mix that in with a comic book, movie, or television review. And that is uh, Geeks Unleashed podcast. Pretty much. And before we get started, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much. We appreciate that. We would also love it if you would like this video and subscribe to our channel. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, we appreciate that as well. We would also very much love it if you would leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Thank you very much. Also, feel free to donate in cash to our Ko-Fi. Anything you can afford to give will be much appreciated. So, yep, yep, yep. Uh, uh, do you have a good week, by the way, before we go any further? I mean, same as last week. It's all, yeah. it's really, really busy. picking up at work. So it's been super busy. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, feel the same. So yeah, I might do some work later. <laughs> oh, so. no, no. I'm, I got meal prep and football later. So <laughs> American mm. football, Mark. <laughs> Hand egg. <laughs> um, I'd love to see like an American football team versus a rugby team. And see what happens. I mean, they're built the same. <laughs> no, no, but you guys all wear soldier pads, where the rugby yeah. players wear, wear nothing. Yeah. Like, so, uh, <laughs> I mean, they wear clothes. Like, well, I uh, mean, I rugby players are probably a lot more athletic. I mean, we got some football players that are like 400 pounds. So. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine in, in American football, you just have to be able to run fast. Like, some guys, but you also need the big guys to like block. So yeah. you need those heavy set guys to just stand still and make sure nobody else passes them. Multi talented team. Yes. Know, <laughs> well, it should be. It's a, t- it's a team anyway. So, um, like everybody. Anyway, um, actually, I'll switch it around a little bit. So as we're catching up, I just want to chat out my TV viewing habits. I know you said you because you've been busy. You've already watched a lot. I'll be honest. Yeah. The only thing I got, busy. I got a new, I got a new My Hero Academia shirt. It's it's Deku. So cute. So that's the only like nerdy uh, thing I got this week. That's cool. I actually would want some more nerdy t-shirts. I think I've only got like one left. I was <laughs> fine with like the geeky t-shirts. They don't last that long. Oh, uh, well, I mean, I don't wear them. I usually like save all of my geeky shirts so I can wear them for the podcast. Because uh, okay, I, yeah. I, I wear polos to work every day. So I don't get to wear them to work. Uh, yeah, no, maybe. Yeah, I've got a lot of <clears> t-shirts now. Um I should try and look into investing some more. I've got a Venom t-shirt left. I think that might be it. So, <laughs> um, uh, we've never reviewed Venom 1 on here. Well, we did Venom yeah, 2. we did. Didn't we? Oh, did we? We did. No, we, did, we, did. we did two. We didn't do one. I thought we did one and you hated it. <laughs> no, no, we've only done two. But, uh, but anyway, well, um, right, anyway, we're jumping ahead. Right, okay, this week in terms of viewing habits and stuff like that, um, didn't really read a lot this week it was just too busy but i did finish off pieces of her and this mm-hmm. is the third episode of mentioned it and that says a lot for an eight episode series i could probably finish that in a week but because it was just so dire it took me like three weeks it was that is life. such a bummer like if you guys go back and listen two episodes ago mark was super excited when he watched the first episode of pieces of her <laughs> and then it just turned out to be like a womp womp <laughs> Oh, honestly, it was eight ep- it, it should have been either a two-hour movie, uh, like it could have been a really strong two-hour movie, or at the very most a four-episode miniseries. But eight episodes is way too long. Yeah, I would say the first two episodes were really good. Like, but um, that's it. Yeah, and then it just went downhill really badly, and <laughs> I kept really waiting for some big, big thing to happen. That's kind of kind of what stuck with it. And I thought I got the impression it was a miniseries. I haven't actually checked. 
But the way it ends, it ends very much like a season two has been set up, uh, with a kind of with kind of an ending. Like it's on it Netflix, doesn't... right? Yeah, so... I don't know. Netflix is notorious for two seasons and done. So there might I be mean, a second season. I, I mean, if there is a two, if there is a second season, I won't watch it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I, I'm not, I'm done with that show now, unfortunately. So, oh, sorry, um, Tony. <laughs> It says a lot, though, that after I finished it, I then watched within like a day. So I, there's a TV show over here called Marcella, which finished in 2021, uh, the third season. I never got a chance to watch it. Uh, the first two seasons came out before COVID. Season three came out. Uh, it's a British TV show. It came out in third season, came out in 2021, eight episodes. And I, ne- I meant to get around to watching it, just never did. And like I've, I've watched four episodes within like two days. Um I think it says a lot more about a show if you just want to like, oh, what's going to happen now? Yeah. So uh, there's a, it's a lot more intriguing. So uh, Marcella, I remember when it came out, it was described as like the female version of Lufa. I wouldn't say it's that, but she's kind of a cop that takes no nonsense, but she's also got a lot of her own problems. Mm-hmm. And throughout all three seasons, one of Marcella's biggest issues is that she suffers from blackouts. Um, so that's a great As a cop? Problem. That sounds dangerous. Yeah, no, no, no. So she used to hide that in the first two seasons. But, like, that would constantly lead to problems, like her waking up and there's a dead body next to her, or she'd wake up and there's blood all over her hands, and and then suddenly something, you know, and then someone's been reported as missing, and, and she's, like, trying to then piece together if it was her. That happened. <laughs> that was a couple... That, they used that a couple of times in the first two seasons. Yeah. But season three is kind of a bit of a reboot. They've taken her and placed her with a completely new cut. Well, ninety-five percent new cast, and she's mm-hmm. undercover. Um, and she's in some sort of gangster family now, undercover. So, but she'll kind of she's one of those cops who do whatever it takes to get it done. So, it's I, I like it. It's um, it's a bit annoying knowing that what from what I, I had a quick Google that there's no season four. So I assume the last four episodes will be the end of the show. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last thing I watched was the first episode of, of uh, Sarah, Sarah Michelle Geller's new TV show, Wolfpack. Mm-hmm. So I have heard not she... good things about that. But do you know what? I thought it was all right. Like, she, she's good in it. Uh, the tone of it was good, I thought. Um, I think what, what was probably a bit of an issue was they launched it on the same day as the Teen Wolf movie, maybe. Oh, um, maybe. <laughs> and I think may, may, maybe people... There's no connection at all to Team Wolf. I think it was probably a bad move to launch both things on the same day. So, because before I went in, I googled it to double check if it was linked. Mm. Um, just because I, I watched Team Wolf, but I didn't. I was kind of hoping it wouldn't be linked. And um, did you watch the movie? I'm halfway through the movie, so I haven't had time. I can't. I don't really want to comment too much because I'm halfway through it. But so far, it's okay. The movie, so. Mm. Okay. It's like a slightly more adult version of the TV series, but then six years have gone past and they're all adults, so why not? Um, there seems to be a lot of bums being shown now. Okay. Rather than, <laughs> ra- rather, rather than in the TV show, there was a, a lack of that. So, uh, <laughs> that, that that's, not a, that's not a comment on the spot or anything like that. Hey, it's how do you like that, that Teen Wolf movie? God, there's so much ass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I, well, I just noticed was there's a lot more nudity now. So they, they obviously, because they're on a streaming app, they they went for whatever they could do. So that, well, that uh, one that one guy is on OnlyFans, so maybe that was his influence. He's like, I'm only going to come back and do this Teen Wolf movie if I get to show my ass. 
Well, so far he's not been naked. So, oh, okay. Um, well, that's funny then. I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm an hour in. You never know. He's also got time. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's still time for that. For that ass to there's still time for his ass to show up. But um, anyway, I, w- I watched an hour of it. So far, it's okay. Like, I, I quite like seeing a lot of the familiar faces. Yeah. It's a shame the actor who didn't who played Styles doesn't come back. You know, the guy from the Maze Runner. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, he sort of decided that he didn't want to come back because he felt like he'd put his character to, to bed. But yeah, I, I think he should. I think it's obviously a bit of why I think I'm better than this. So you know, I mean, he should have he should have come back. Tyler, Tyler, what's his name? He got to play Superman, came back, and he's definitely bigger than this now. I so, well, I mean, but Tyler's only done TV. Tyler doesn't really do movies. Yeah, I know, but you know, he's clearly Dylan is probably, busy. Okay, <laughs> I, know, I know, but Tyler probably is getting a lot more work. I would imagine now. So I think it's nice that he came back because he was always the biggest, well, to, at the time. At the time, so. he was the big name, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I know Dylan um, gets a bit more work, but, you know, that work came from being a team wolf. Yeah. So <laughs> I feel like in, like, a bit like Respect to Roots, you know, even if it was a cameo, like, just at the end. I mean, I haven't seen it, but apparently he doesn't even make a cameo. So I'm uh, finished watching it. So. I don't know. But, I'm on his side. Respect to time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, the wolf pack I thought was alright. Like, uh, well, I, I mean, but you have bad luck with first episodes, so you'll have to keep watching and let me know. Oh yeah, no, I know. <laughs> do, do you know what? Though? I've always thought sometimes that people get a premise for 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 a yeah for a thing for, for a thing. Like that's probably the best way to describe it. Like creators will get this idea for a premise, and they'll like think, oh yeah, that sounds really good, and. They'll turn it into an 8, 10, 22 episode show. It's becoming now more <clears throat> 8 to 12 episodes, but actually that premise, if they were to take it, dial it all the way back, should have probably been a film mm-hmm. um, or a really tight four episode mini. Yeah. Uh, and I think they get these, these premises and they're like, oh, yeah, that's great. Let's try and milk 12 episodes out of this thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's when that really tight idea just loosens and then even that 12 episodes might do really well so then I'll bring that for season two no (laughs) (laughs) sometimes it is good just to have a really strong short story Mm -hmm. but there's no money to be made in that mark I'd rather people told short good stories because did well and came back for another thing a different story yeah yeah even if you know even if they came back for a second mini with those characters, but a different story. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'm quite good at that. They bring those characters back in, with a different story. But anyway, so uh, yeah, I know you said you haven't really got a lot of new, uh, sorry, TV to watch or anything like that. But um, I thought we'd flip over to the news if you want. You ready? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, okay, I'll do the first one. Okay. Um, Okay, so, I mean, this is a bit of a shock to nobody. Um, Titans Especially given Doom. what's going on at HBO. Like, nobody's yeah. surprised at all. Titans and Doom Patrol have been cancelled with their current <clears throat> season. So I read about this when the news came out a couple of days ago, and the creators uh, behind both shows said they could see the writing was on the wall yeah. with everything that was going on at um, yeah. Warner Brothers. So they said that both their seasons for Doom Patrol and Titans, which is currently airing, uh, have been designed to be a series ender so that sucks uh, yeah so i mean i have so have you watched either of them no i haven't but like 
I just don't. I mean, I still don't understand what is going on at Warner Brothers and HBO. Like HBO is still producing top tier content. Like everybody seems to love The Last of Us and they loved House of Dragon. But like, what the hell? Like all of the Warner Brothers. Con- I, I don't know. Warner Brothers is such a mess right now. It's just it, anytime I see Warner Brothers news at this point, I'm just like, there's no point in being surprised. Like <laughs> they, they could come out and be like, James Gunn is fired. And I'd be like, well, sorry, Jimbo. <laughs> saw, saw that coming. <laughs> um. So uh, I kind of my opinions on this is so we had Stargirl and Swamp Thing, mm-hmm. Titans and Doom Patrol, and I think there was an animated um, Poison Ivy. Not yes, Poison Ivy. no Har- Harley Quinn. Um, <clears throat> the Harley Quinn show that all came out of the original DC Universe app, which was an American thing. So when they came over here, that went onto other platforms anyway. I think Titans is on Netflix. I think Doom Patrol is on Amazon over here. <clears throat> um, I think Swamp Thing might be on Amazon. I can't remember. Swamp Thing um, only got half of one season, didn't it? No, it got a whole season, but then it got cancelled. Something to, I remember that was to do with um, budget tax tax incentives that they wherever it was being filmed, they some misinterpretation of the credits they were going to receive from whatever state it was filmed in. And yeah, I think it was Louisiana. It cost them a a heck load more than uh, they they sort of thought it was going to. So they got cancelled just purely due to money. Uh, I haven't actually watched something, but I do want to watch it. But. Mm There we go. Uh, Titans, I have watched first two seasons. My intention is to finish them. I actually think the Titans TV show is very well done. So I, um, that's not, to be honest with you, it's, it's actually a really well put together show. So mm-hmm. yeah, I guess my only thing is a bit like, oh, it's just another thing that's on its own. So yeah. Doom Patrol, I only watched the first episode, didn't really click with me, but it's something I've always thought I'll go back and watch. Have you, have you watched any of these? Um, Stargirl, I've watched the first two seasons, but not the current one that just finished. That was the final one. Um, Doom Patrol, first season. Uh, sorry, Star, uh, Stargirl, the first season was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, second season wasn't so good, but I think that was a CW <clears> thing. You could tell the real, they really like the difference in the budget in yeah. between the seasons. So season one was made for DC Universe, mm-hmm. but they didn't put it on there. They didn't put it on CW. I think they could tell the writings on the wall of the DC Universe app was coming to an end. So they shipped it over to CW, but you could tell the difference in t- terms of the budget. So CW obviously had a lower budget. Uh, Titans is really good. Um, but you can kind of see why these have been cancelled because they're also standalone. And I think whilst I'm a little bit annoyed with some of James Gunn's decisions so far about the change of Superman, I'm not too annoyed if he's trying to streamline everything because mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to have DC putting out multiple different universes everywhere. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I think people like it that it's all connected. I just hope they don't go down the Marvel route like Marvel have the last 12, 18 months and put way too much content out. So mm. I think Marvel went for, um, what do you call it? volume rather than quality <laughs> well i think they uh, are trying to make up for the pandemic yeah i think that, well they have said they've realized that they're going to try and rein it back in but anyway i think there's no shock to anyone they've been cancelled so yeah yeah no surprise anyway. there but those got cancelled we got something that's new that's coming uh phoebe Wallerbridge and amazon are working together again and she is going to actually be writing and producing a tomb raider series for amazon based on the most recent Tomb Raider games. Um, that's, that's kind of a bummer because I liked uh, as as sort of even though she's kind of flat. Like I really like the Alicia Vikander um, 
Tomb Raider. Oh, I love that movie. I love that movie. I thought it was really good. So I'm I'm kind of bummed that they're starting over again. But I mean, I really love those games, and I think if if they're gonna follow the the new gen Tomb Raider games, then that'd be fun to see. So we'll see. I mean, and Amazon and and Phoebe have a really good relationship. She did Fleabag for them, so it'll be interesting. Um, it'll I'm I'm inter- I'm intrigued to see what they come up with. I think with the, how well the last class is done, I hope that they learn from that. And the Alicia Vikanda Tomb Raider, I thought, was really well done. So if they can take that and what's going on with Last of Us and apply that to a really strong Tomb Raider show, mm-hmm. and Amazon has got the money to put together a good show. So they do. I'm hoping it's going to be you know, something of substance that's going to get a bit of a buzz going on. Yeah. So, any any ideas pop into your head of who you think should be the new Laura Croft? Do you know what? I would, I don't know, like not really, but I'd be more than happy. I don't think they would do this, but I'd be more than happy if they somehow, I know it wouldn't happen, but somehow got Alicia Vikander to actually just play the same role again. Yeah. Because I, 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 I actually thought that movie was really done, well done. I can't see them doing a sequel, but I'd be quite on board with that. I know yeah. they, won't, they won't do it, so it's just, I don't know. I have to think about it. I haven't, I, yeah, you caught me unawares there. I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. Yeah, I don't know either. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, young British actresses that could be, I don't know, that could be Laura Croft. Somebody that's got action, you know, sort of can handle the daintiness of being a billionaire Yeah. versus climbing up mountains. So. Yeah. I mean, if they keep it young, like the video games, like, if they went, if they went a bit older, I think uh, Rebecca Ferguson could be a really good Laura Croft. She's coming into a TV series on Apple soon, I think. Uh, oh, is she? We about this. Yeah, we talked about this. Um, something set in the future where they all live in silos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were talking about that a couple of episodes ago. Well, I've just Googled young British actresses just to see any names. <laughs> like, these are all standard. These are all <clears> ones, obviously, people look up quite regularly. Uh, uh, Sir Ronan. She probably would be good. Oh, yeah, she was in that TV show, Hannah, where she played, like, this spy clone thing. Uh, Anna Taylor-Joy, who seems to be Flavor of the Month. Um, I don't much like her. Florence Pugh. Ooh, Florence would be really good as Laura Croft. Uh, Emma Watson, she wouldn't do it, and I don't think they'd pick her. Um, Sophie Turner. I don't think she would probably be... No... Uh, Daisy Ridley, I don't think she'd do it because of the Star Wars thing. I don't think she'd want to get associated with a character. Yeah, another there. franchise. Yeah, another Lara Croft. Um, Cara Delevingne? Nah. No, I don't think so. Uh, Florence. Florence is a good choice. Yeah, I think Florence would be good. Yeah. Um, Plus, we already oh, know she can do action really well. Oh, there's another actress. Oh, I forgot her name. Hold on. Um, oh. There we go. Kayla or Kate. Kayla something. Kayla. Kayla, that name doesn't sound familiar. Kayla, oh, I don't know how to say her surname. Scott Elario. Anyway, she was played Effie on Channel Four Skins and she was a Maze Runner. Well, I think actually, I think uh, Florence Pugh would probably be my choice. Yeah, mine too. If uh, Okay, Amazon, there you go. You're welcome. We just cast yeah. Tomb Raider for you. <laughs> I think if they were going to do it, they'll go with somebody unknown. Um, who's probably. Cheap. Wow. Somebody unknown. So probably good, but somebody unknown is cheap. Yeah. 
maybe someone who's more been on some British TV shows and so not that famous. So yeah, an up and comer. Yeah, I, I I can't see them going to Florence or any big names. So. Yeah. Because, well, we'll see. Those episodes, those episodes are going to be expensive to make if they're going to do it well. Yeah. So they just need to sign somebody for three, three or four seasons on a low salary. Um, by the time season four is done, or three, I bet they only make three seasons of it. I mean, one, there's one, there's what three four games, games? Three, three of the new games. So one oh, there's only three. Game. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I could. There you go. That's the news that we got for this week. Okay, so Jonah Hex. So okay, we're gonna do a bit of trivia before we get into everything. Now, no, no guessing, no nothing. But uh, spoiler. So we're talking about, well, I was gonna say this week we're talking about the Jonah Hex movie from 2010, and yeah. um, Jasmine is gonna do the trivia. Yeah. So uh, uh, this movie flopped. Spoiler. Uh, um, <laughs> but Josh Brolin ended up getting the lead of Jonah Hex, but the person that actually like campaigned for the role was Thomas Jane. To the point where he even like dressed up in costume, did the fake makeup, had headshots done. Um, so he still didn't get the part. Again, it went to Josh Brolin. Uh, but Thomas Jane did get to voice Jonah Hex in one of the DC animated films. Um, and I just like I don't remember. I don't I I don't remember any of the hype around this movie when it came out in 2010. Um, also, they. <laughs> The budget was not that big. It was a, they had a $47 million budget, I think, uh, $49 million budget. Uh, but also they put like the dog that follows Jonah Hex around throughout the whole film. For whatever reason, they wanted to make sure that this dog looked mangy on purpose. And so they actually did makeup on the dog to the point where the dog had to sit through makeup for an hour a day. Before they started filming sequences. And I was like, how the hell did you get the dog to sit still for an hour so that you could put makeup on the dog? They must have had a lot lot of treats. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But, like, obviously, they they were like, we're not going to waste CGI on the damn dog. (laughs) Just put put the dog in the makeup chair. Um, Josh Brolin could not eat or drink when he was wearing his Jonah Hex prosthetic, like, on his face. Um, Which, that that seems kind of shitty because, like film sets they've got like 12 14 hour days you mean to tell me like he can't eat at all or he has to take it off eat and then they have to go sit in the makeup chair and put it all back on after he finishes eating that that seems like a lot of work um also unfortunately josh brolin really really wanted this film to be good uh he said himself that unfortunately it was unsalvageable (laughs) which i can't disagree with you on that one josh like uh I, I could see the potential but yeah it was you know it, it was it was not that great um this jonah hex film actually is the very first comic role for josh brolin uh and obviously he went on to do much bigger and better comic roles <laughs> namely thanos <laughs> in the mcu uh also he played cable Hello. in yeah. deadpool um so this was his first dip in the toe in the pool and he i guess he decided he liked superhero films because he's done so many more since then um also he really campaigned for a like top tier a-list director he really wanted park chan wook to direct this film now for those of you familiar park chan wook did old boy which is one of the best like korean action films ever made 
Uh, Park Chan-wook also did Snowpiercer. Um, and recently he did Decision to Leave, which has been getting a bit of uh, Oscar buzz lately. Um, obviously, that did not happen. Although I do wonder like how much better the film would have been if Park Chan-wook had been at the helm, like with his action-oriented directing style. Like I just I just imagine the fight sequence would have been so much better if he had been in, if he had been directing this film. But that did not happen. Um and instead, as Josh said earlier, <laughs> the film was just unsalvageable. <laughs> That's uh, all I got. That's all I got for uh, for trivia. Josh Brolin tried really hard is uh, the conclusion I came to. But uh, it just was not enough. So, okay. I'm going to attempt to do this and not ruin people's names. Jonah <laughs> Hex 2010 is based on Jonah Hex from DC Comics by John Albano and Tony. Uh, DC Niga. Yeah, there you go. First appearance was in All-Star Western, issue 10, 1972. So, quite a while back. Yeah. Uh, nine years before I was born. <laughs> Written by William Farmer, Mark uh, Nevdeline, uh, and Bro- Nevdeline, there you go, and Brian Turner, directed by Jimmy Hayward, starring Josh Brolin, uh, Brolin, sorry, as I just said, John Malkovich, Megan Fox, Michael Fassbender, William Arnett, Michael Shannon. Release date was June eighteenth, two thousand ten. Running time of eighty one minutes. Eighty one minutes, period. not even an hour and a half. <laughs> Yeah, hour hour and 20 minutes. Basically, when I I started this up, I was an hour and 20 minutes. Okay, it's already a bad bad film. What I've realised is most films are less than an hour and a half are generally not very good. Yeah, this is true, unfortunately. Unless it's, like, animated. Like, uh, animated films tend to skate under, like, if if they're shorter, they tend to be pretty good. But, like, that's not the case for live action. I think think if you're circling under an hour and a half, it's generally not a very good film. that means a lot uh, of stuff got cut on the editing, on yeah, the editing I, I, side. Look, look, I'm not saying that there's not films under an hour and a half that you don't enjoy, because there's a difference between being a good film and it being enjoyed. Like, we've said this a few times, you can enjoy a terrible film. You know it's yep. terrible, but you enjoy it. Yep. Yeah, when I saw it, it was an hour and 21 minutes or something. I was like, oh, okay, this is not going to be good. Um, which <laughs> I, I, I already thought this wasn't going to be good anyway. Um, anyway, right, okay, budget, 41, sorry, 47 million US dollars. Had a very similar budget to Spawn, which we reviewed last week. Spawn, however, grossed seventy-six million. Um, this, however, grossed eleven million US dollars. Yeah. So, so no, Spawn actually grossed eighty-seven. It. Oh, so, sorry. This oh. film made seventy-six million dollars less than Spawn. Oh, which... sorry, sorry. I misread your notes. So. No, it's fine. Which I thought was uh, like insane. Like, sp- apparently, people just really, really, really loved Spawn. Like. It Spawn doubled its money. Like they call Spawn a flop, but it doubled its money. And whereas this film, forty-seven million budget, and it only made eleven million dollars in the box office. That's embarrassing for twenty ten. Mm-hmm. What what uh, kind of to, film does that these days? Well, because was it two thousand eight? Was when we had Iron <clears throat> Man, and sort of Marvel was starting to get into trying to make serious comic book movies. Yeah, and um, you know we'd already had some good. Well, they had done Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider was two thousand seven. Yeah, I mean, Ghost Rider wasn't very good either. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I know, before we give any more thoughts on it, do you want to throw a summary? All right, so the summary of Jonah Hex. The U.S. military makes a scarred bounty hunter with warrants on his head, an offer he can't refuse in exchange for his freedom. He must stop a terrorist who is ready to unleash hell on Earth. 
So, summary of our thoughts for this movie. <laughs> so this movie, um, do you know what? Okay, so it came out in 2010, to start with, for my association. I never watched it at the cinema. 2010 was a very year for me, busy year for me personally, <clears throat> married, bought a house, had a child. So I can see why, you know, there's probably a few things that skipped my time and attention back then. Um, I think I've said this before that over the years, uh, it's never really appealed to me in all honesty. Uh, I think I did a few years ago, put it on about 20 minutes in, turned it off. So this is not for me, but we set ourselves a task going through everything combat related <laughs> and a bit like Spawn, you know, going to have to do these things. So uh, I think it's good though to mix in a, yeah, really outstanding movies with movies that are not so outstanding. Yeah. Uh, but it, it my, sucks my, to me though that these are the films that people judge everything by. They're like, oh, the comic book genre is terrible. It's like, okay, but that was one bad film. Like that doesn't make yeah, the whole yeah. genre terrible. Um, so anyway, uh, my um, sort of association with this character is literally, well, it's very, very limited. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never read an actual Jonah Hex comic at all or graphic novel or anything like that my other association is legends of tomorrow they had um jonathan satius yeah yeah he, he played jonah hex in the, the other i can't remember how many episodes he was in but they had brought him back for a couple of episodes mm-hmm. uh i thought he played it really he was well. a really good John, jonah hex yeah yeah um probably heard for anyone who's a comic book fan from the 90s people be aware of marvel <laughs> versus dc and two years running they released a line of our Melbourne comics and one of the comics was called Generation Hex, in which they merged uh, Jono from Jono, aka Chambers, from Generation X, with Jonah Hex, making Jono Hex. <laughs> and, the, and the book was called Generation Hex, and it was kind of the Amalgam's version of Mutants or Cowboy-ish. Mm-hmm. That's the only comic I've actually read with any kind of link to Jonah Hex. Yeah. Um, that's it. I read that in the 90s, so I don't really remember it. So um, now to come back to this movie, an hour and 20 minutes. It's not a lot of time to tell a good story. Um, I mean, it could have been. It, it could have been. If you had a good story to tell. Yeah, if you had a good story to tell. I felt it, okay, so I felt it started strong, mm-hmm. and then I felt like it just got lost. Uh, I think the first 20 minutes, I, I was kind of in, I'd say intrigued, but I was, I was, having to go with it i like to set up he you know, had, <clears throat> you know his family were killed he was scarred in the process he obviously was a good man who fought for his country he's now sort of battle damaged uh, you know he, he's a bounty hunter he, he you know i like the fact that he stands up for himself you know all my my bounty okay you haven't got the bounty yeah, sort of yeah, save himself takes out most of the town. I liked the nice little moment where he made the guy the sheriff. I liked the interaction where he's, well, it's this, um, I don't know what they call him about them, but obviously the Megan Fox's prostitute character seems to obviously have feelings for him. And I, I liked this sort of setup, but then it just seemed to get lost. And I felt like, yes, I know it's a comic character based off of a you know, comic character based off of comic books from the 70s and, and ongoing beyond that. It felt like to me there was a lot of things that they probably should have pulled back mm-hmm. and I probably would have been more <clears> happy with it being a standard Western. But anyway, I, his machine guns on the horses, I was like, oh dear. 
Like, um, <laughs> the, hit the setup that he can talk to the dead. I was like, okay, that obviously, I've never read a comic of, of his. That does not happen in the comics. That was something they added specifically for the film. Really? I did not know that. So Yes, that he cannot talk more. to dead people in the comics. That's even more ridiculous. So, <laughs> so it, it, like, I, I don't want to talk about it too much because we'll go through it, but I felt like it was a really stock, strong setup. I didn't like the comic book book tropes that they put in the talking to the dead. I didn't realize until now. Mm-hmm. I wish they'd got rid of that, but we'll talk about that later. Um, and then I just felt like it got lost, and they started adding in weird delusions and, and just uh, the real lack of character development for anyone other than Jonah Hex. And then it kind of just messily just got thrown together at the end, and the day got saved <clears> really <throat> easily. And I just thought, yeah, I don't know, for for a world that didn't have technology I just felt like the how did they all track each other down so easily so uh, and messages just seemed to get passed around really easily I don't know it just just became I felt really messy and I just felt like the only character that really got developed was Jonah Hex's character mm-hmm. and everybody else was really wooden yeah and however I was like, oh my god, I love that character. I'm sorry, I love that actor. I love Will Arnett. I love Mark Fassbender. I, you know, I, I totally forgot, forgot Fassbender was in this film. I forgot uh, the guy from Elementary was in it. Um, who? Uh, oh, who played Moriarty? Uh, no. Um, crap. The one who actually commissioned for Jonah Hex to, to you know. The oh, one Aiden who, Quinn. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. I forgot he was in it. Like there was a lot of sort of standout. They filmed all of his scenes in three days. Oh, I forgot there was a lot of well <laughs> well known people in there. Yeah, and I just was like, oh my god, that, like he's a good actor. He's a good actor. He's a good mm-hmm. etc. Um, and I was just like, how have they got such a strong cast? Right. In such a terrible film. So, <laughs> That see, that's exactly what Josh Brolin said. He was like, the cast and crew on this film were fantastic, but the film itself was just unsalvageable. So anyway, that's my summary. To me, this film is a mashup of Ghost Rider and Sherlock Holmes, but like the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes films. Like that is that is what this film reminds me of, where it's kind of like we're on the cusp of new technology and it's like it doesn't quite fit in the world that they've built, but they're using this new technology anyway. Um I I wanted to like this film. Uh and I think I did now you did not like the guns. Now I did like all of the technology and the how I, like things being out of place in their time period is is one of my favorite tropes. So no, so I don't mind the machine guns too much, but I the moment they showed the machine guns, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, you're gonna really you're not gonna stick to a standard Western right. now, you're gonna Right. You're going to make it a comic book Western movie. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. But I was like, could you not just kept it as a Western? Because that actually could have been a really strong movie. Like, there's a lot of comic book movies based on comics. Yeah. That way you wouldn't, wouldn't even know they're comics. So. Yeah. But could. it's like, it didn't have like that old school feel. I mean, like, it, yeah. I, I love Westerns. Like, I grew up watching Westerns. My grandmother and my father were obsessed with what my dad still watches westerns every night before bed to this day um so like i grew up as a kid watching westerns and i think that's why i did not hate this film like objectively this is not a good film but i enjoyed the experience of watching the film um Uh if that makes sense so like i like the technology but there are so many things that are wrong like 
I love Lance Reddick. And anytime Lance Reddick <clears throat> pops up in anything, like, I love it. But the fact that you got this Black guy in the, like, Civil War era that is, like, prominent, I'm just like, no, that would never have happened here. Plus also, like, watching this film from 2010 after the 2021, like, insurrection where people actually stormed the U.S. Capitol building, like... And the fact that this film, this guy is trying to bring down the U.S. government because he is a Confederate soldier that does not like the idea of a unified America. Like, the premise of this film hits completely different after all of the shit that happened in the U.S. post-2016. So, like, watching it through that lens now, it was a completely different viewing experience than when I watched this film in 2010. Um, In 2010, I probably thought, like, this is stupid. Like, this would never happen. And watching it in 2023, it's just kind of like, oh, shit. Well, I mean, you know, kind of happened. (laughs) Maybe it wasn't so far-fetched. So, like, to me, I think, like, normally the the opinion is reversed, right? Like, normally it's like, I watched this the first time and I loved it. I watched it again and I was like, meh. Whereas this time I'm like, I watched this for the first time in 2010 and I was like, meh. And then I watch it again now and I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I can can see that. I I can see exactly how some shit like this goes down. Um, so I actually enjoyed this film better in 2023 than I did in 2010. Uh, well, I don't think anybody would do anything like that here. <laughs> so, I know Guy Fawkes happened, but I don't think anyone would do any of that now in today's world in the UK. In the I UK? Think, uh, Lucky you guys. Well, we had it in America, so. <laughs> I, I think we're all too, I don't know what the word is, like, don't say civilized because we're not. <laughs> I was going to say, I, was, I, I don't know, I don't know like, prim, and pr- prim and proper. I think we just like to moan. I don't think we like to do anything about it. We protest a lot. Uh, they love protests over here. Mm-hmm. From like, ridiculously, they love protests. Uh, <laughs> they love striking a lot over here too. Uh, but they, they don't seem to do anything beyond that. So not that I'm encouraging anything else beyond that. But yeah, I can't see us suddenly rushing parliament or anything like that. So, uh, must be um, nice. <laughs> I just can't see it. I can't see it. I could be wrong, but I just can't, <laughs> can't see that ever happening. So yeah. I see them more rushing football stadiums than anything else. So that stuff happens regularly, unfortunately. So people are just getting out of hand over football rather than yeah. anything else. But anyway, so I highlighted this in my summary in regards to characters. I didn't feel they really fleshed out that many characters there were, there were characters that maybe you know like michael fassbender's character i think was probably the better of the two villains that we mm-hmm. had i think he was definitely stronger um he was my favorite uh, uh he was stronger than um <clears throat> what's his name uh, john malkovich yeah i'm not a massive john malkovich fan to be honest i think john malkovich plays kind of the same actor and everything he's in john malkovich is flat and not like yeah. in a in a bad way that's just his style he is all, yeah. except for when we watched Space Force. Hmm. He was Force. he was quirky in Space Force. Um, uh-huh. but for the most part, this is like that is his speed. His speed is very like even keel. Yeah, I'm doing these crazy eccentric things, but like he's very emotionless about it. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, like you said, he, he plays he himself. Space Force. He was good in Space Force, but other than that, <clears> I think in this movie, there was no real it was just him. He just showed up and just yeah. It, it, yeah. He, just he sat in the anyway. makeup chair. He got his prosthetic nose, and he was like, he "Okay, just, I'm just gonna like talk these lines." And then I'm he leaving. Just, like, basically, he basically just phoned it in. Where what with Michael Fassbender? Yeah, Fassie did a better job. Difference. 
Oh, you can see the huge difference between him and, say, like Magneto and stuff like that. Yeah. I love the scene with him where he's on the train tracks just whistling as he's yeah. setting up the explosion. As he uh, literally blew up a train full of people. <laughs> I know. Like, psycho. The, yeah, literally, he put across a psycho really well. Yeah. He was going to kill, I don't know how many people on that train, 30 or 40 people. He was just whistling, like yeah. as if it was just a normal day, and he was literally about to kill these people. And to be honest with you, they didn't need to kill those people. They separated the train. They could have took what they wanted and gone. No. But yeah. it was like, no, we're going to kill 40 people. Yeah. So just... plus, plus two of their own guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But then John Malkovich's character just didn't change. You know, yeah. He was like, you know, bury our two guys where you can find them. Actually, to be fair, I didn't think you'd find any of them. But, you know. <laughs> so, but I thought, yeah, Michael Fassbender did do really well. I would say of the two villains, he was a standout for me. Yeah. In terms of the good side, there was a lot of strong actors, but nobody with any real character development. I think Megan Fox, probably the closest that came to character development below Jonah Hex. Mm-hmm. But Jonah Hex, to me, probably is my standout in this movie, his character development. I think it was just a real cold open in terms of him being tied up, seeing his family die. Mm-hmm. And then I thought it was quite cool that we had that animated intro where he talked over his origin story. Yeah. Um, and how I'm assuming five, ten years have gone past, something like that. I don't know if they say. Um, and I liked that whole he gets to set up now the Jonah Hex that we follow in the movie, what his mm-hmm. origin is. Um, and then throughout the movie, there's a lot of cool lines and moments that he gets to deliver. Yeah. Uh, you know, just like <laughs> I, you know, like I said about the bounty, where they said, you know, the hundred hundred dollars was, you know a limited time offer mm-hmm. and he was like yeah but you're going to pay it anyway yeah right. it's like there's no messing around yeah uh, and then and then like later on when he's in the bar and then it just takes no nonsense and just shoots the guy through the wall uh, yeah. so it's like yeah i like this i like his bravado mm-hmm. and i just like that there's a, a few sense of moments between him and megan fox i think are kind of endearing but other than that, it's really difficult. Uh, so I would say probably my favourite character is Jonah Hex. I just think beyond that, there's some nice people to see who I like to see around Hollywood. But other yeah. than that, I'm not bothered about many of the characters, should we say. Like, yeah. I think seeing these strong actors, well, oh, cool. But And I think because of their strength in acting right. helped carry the rest of the film film. yeah yeah. yeah. i i mean i liked fassie like we said because he was so psychotic like he was just that guy that didn't care about anything like blew up a train full of people his right hand man died and he's like as he's looking at his friend i guess like in the coffin he's like well i mean you know if if old billy here had been paying better attention he wouldn't be dead i'm just like dude like isn't that your friend are you just talking shit that he just got killed by jonah hex like I loved his character. I, I love how unhinged he was. Um, and like he was just unhinged until the very end. So I, I plus I, I always loved the villain. Like I love a good villain. And I thought that his psychotic character made up for the lack of emotion that John Malkovich's character had. Definitely. <clears throat> um, okay, so we kind of touched on the structure of the movie while we've been going. But in summary of my structure of it, I, I felt like it was a really good setup. And then I think it fell apart from there. Probably 20, 30 minutes in, it just started to derail massively. The idea, to be honest, we've seen it a lot the idea of going to get the outcast 
kind of vigilantes go get the bad guy mm-hmm. who you know we've seen it a lot you know even in things like the a-team or whatever mm-hmm. just there's always been that that outsider you gotta who, have the bad guy to catch the bad guy yeah so i i guess with the a-team they they were the most wanted you know for crimes they didn't commit mm-hmm. um he probably did commit these crimes shown a hex or committed a fair chunk of crimes but he ultimately has morals and is a good guy mm-hmm. and they recognize that and were like you know we want you to go ask this guy because we know he killed your family. Initially, he didn't want to know, but then he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll go get this guy. Yeah. And it could have been a fairly simple thing, but then it just started to derail. And I just think they probably had the bare bones of probably a good story, but mm-hmm. didn't really quite know how to execute it. I just felt like it really fell apart. I would say if I was going to make changes, I definitely think they should have cut out all the supernatural stuff. Um, I'm not too bothered about technology that's slightly advanced for its era because you see mm-hmm. that sometimes in steampunk stuff and i quite yeah. like that you like, saw that in wild wild west with will smith i've never seen that film so oh we should put that on the list <laughs> maybe one day jonah hex um, is better than that film if that gives no. you any indication <laughs> but i i think they yeah, it got derailed and i think that they should have made some cuts to it i think the supernatural stuff which i didn't realize it wasn't in the comics they should, i don't know why they thought that'd be a good idea then like, i hey, liked it but no i would have preferred it much more as a straight western i don't mind the steampunky stuff but i would rather have kept it as a, as a straight western so um to me and I would like to have seen some more character development of some of the characters just to try and care about those other people. So whilst I think Megan Fox did what she could as a sort of the number two to Jonah, when she got kidnapped, because we've not really got to know her, mm-hmm. who cares? So Yeah. She said she that got... this was her worst role ever. Yeah. <laughs> I think she was kind of just brought in to sit around and look pretty. Yes. It. She never so... wore pants like she or, or full dress. Like she was literally in like underwear the entire film that, that was it and i think she's probably the only real female with any decent talking parts in this she's so her, isn't she her, like the only woman uh, well yeah because th- his wife never says anything no so yeah maybe she is but she so she, I don't know, she this not, movie does not pass the bestel test <laughs> so her only real thing that pushes her forward is her interactions with jonah yeah so, yeah i don't know yeah so just a summary i think I, I don't know. I guess the structure of it, I think, is, is poor. It's poorly written. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not well put together. It's not really well executed. I didn't hate it though. I, there's moments of it I enjoyed. I think Josh yeah. did a really good job, and I think actually most of the actors did a really good job. Mm-hmm. And it's a good thing. Even some of there's a lot of TV strong TV actors in this movie, and I I could shout out some people that I saw from Fringe. Obviously, Will Arnett plays. Um, uh, the Batman in Lego Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's in the really weirdly. It's actually strange that him and Megan Fox get to play together in the Teenage Mutant Turtle movies that came out. Yeah. So I think there's some really good standout names in here. Michael Fassbender in this movie is at the beginning of his movie career. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I think without those strong cast, this movie would have been far worse for yeah. me than it than it was. I'd say I didn't hate watching it. I didn't love the movie. I wouldn't ever choose to sit down and watch this again unless yeah. somebody really wanted to watch it for some, <laughs> for some really weird reason. Uh, I think there's the bare bones of what could be a good movie in there. Yes. And maybe with the right editing, they could have made this a better film. 
Yeah. I, I personally would have taken out the supernatural stuff. I would have taken out the weird delusions at the end. I got a bit lost in all of that. Uh, I think they should, probably the one person I wish they had a recast was John Malkovich. Yeah, I was John. just going to say that. Like, he seemed to me like the only person that phoned it in. Everybody else actually put in effort into their yeah. roles. Uh, whereas John Malkovich was just kind of like, meh. I think, you know, I think had Mal- <clears throat> Michael Fassbender been a bigger name back then, he mm-hmm. probably would have been the lead villain. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it's kind of kind of it for me. I just wasn't really that impressed with it, but I didn't hate it. So yeah, yeah. Like I said, I think Josh, Josh, um, Josh Brooklyn, he carried the weight of this movie. Yeah, and there's some of the best moments are with him in this movie. His his humor actually is really strong. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of really dry humor, which I enjoy. Yeah. But I uh, about, about did you? you have any favorite scenes? Um, probably that scene in the bar where they're like trying to bother him, and he's like, just, <laughs> I just want to, you know, have my drink, and he just, yeah. just shoots the guy. Um, I thought that was really strong. Uh, I, I quite liked that. So, okay. Um, to be honest, a lot of what I preferred with him was more in the first half an hour. Okay. Like, I just, I think after <clears> the first <throat> half an hour, it did get lost. Yeah. Uh, I think even his scenes were better in the first half an hour. It, it felt to me like, I don't know what happened in that first half an hour to change in the second half an hour. So I just, yeah, I, I think his action scenes in general are pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, I um I think that I think it like it's just like a conflict, right? Josh Brolin really wanted to make a western that was a comic book western. Like he he said he wanted this film to be like a high plains drifter, which Clint Eastwood back in the day one of you know like Clint Eastwood's probably like the most uh, second to John Wayne, the most iconic like western film actor in the U.S. Right, like. Josh Brolin really wanted to make essentially a spaghetti Western. That's what he wanted. And yeah. uh, he did not get the chance to do that. Um, so I think like the structure of the film to me reads very similar to most of the Westerns that I grew up watching. Like this, to me, this film is like Hang'em High. And in Hang'em High, it's like this this band gangs up on Clint Eastwood. They hang him from a tree. He doesn't die. somebody finally cuts his ass down and when he comes down like vengeance is the only thing on his mind so he goes through the rest of the film looking for the guys that hung him from the tree right and to me that's what this this film is like so to me it does feel very western even though it has like this weird technology and the supernatural element to it um all all of these things i like like individually like i love westerns and i love the technology that's not quite in the right time frame and I I love revenge films. Like revenge films are some of my favorite, Uh, but like it just didn't all come together very well. So Uh I think it just, the idea was there, but instead of them forming like a solid story structure, it's very like nebulous. It's like, it's just kind of like all over the place. It's very moving. It just, it just never solidified into a cohesive film. Um, But I did like, it's, it's bizarre. Like this film is a flop by like anyone's standards, right? $11 million in a box office in 2010 is, is just absurd. Uh, but I enjoyed it. Like I, even though it doesn't have a structure per se, even though it doesn't really have any strong attribute, like I just enjoyed watching this film. Like it's objectively not a good film, but I enjoyed watching it. Um, and I think some of my favorite scenes would definitely be 
the scene on the train tracks with Fassbender whistling while he's laying the dynamite and just oh, like yeah, giddily blowing up a train full of people. Um, like to me, that pretty much set the tone for the rest of the film. But uh, yeah, it's it's it, there is no solid anything for you to grasp onto as the viewer watching this film. But uh, I enjoyed it and I like the supernatural element to it. I think, especially for me, like with with comic book stuff, like the the more out there it is the more fun it is, right? Like it, if if you're going to make a Western, then I would rather someone take a book like Pulp from Ed Brubaker and like <clears throat> make that into a film versus so, something with a premise like Jonah Hex with this guy walking around with this completely disfigured face. Like, yeah, I mean, supernatural elements fit that to me. So it, the uh-huh. supernatural stuff did not seem out of place to me. I thought that was an interesting way to make this different than the comics. Uh, and I kind of enjoyed the fact that he could talk to the dead. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest, I could have gone about that part. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I didn't hate this film. I enjoyed it a lot more than Spawn. Spawn was really hard work to watch. It was really, really yeah. shockingly bad film. <laughs> yeah, it was probably one of the worst films I've ever seen. But this film actually isn't... No, it's not a good film. It's not, it's not a terrible film. I'd say it is a bad film. Yeah. But I kind of didn't mind watching it and i do think a lot of that we've got owed to the cast like, yeah really for sure. strong cast so there's some good like i say good strong tv actors in this movie mm-hmm. which i think they helped carry the bulk of the other yeah. scenes and then we've got some good movie actors in there like megan fox josh brodman um uh, uh Fassbender. uh yeah i keep forgetting his bloody name the uh, other guy uh John Malkovich as well. So John Malkovich, whilst he phoned it in, still, you know, was passable in his acting approach. So yeah. Um, in terms of how I'd rate this movie, I think I'm going to go 1.5 out of 5. Oh, um, wow. I didn't expect you to be almost as low as Spawn. Okay. I, I gave that a zero, didn't I? Yes, you did. You did. So, yeah. Okay, 1. so 5. you're at a 1.5. I'm... Yeah. I'm two and a half like i i think it's it's almost middling to me it's Um, almost mid if they made a sequel would you watch it yes (laughs) well i guess we'd watch it for this but no i would i mean i would yes i would choose to watch it yeah okay like because again i love the cinema would you wait i'd wait (laughs) (laughs) i would wait unless i could get like tickets to go to the movies for like five bucks eight bucks what you're saying is you wouldn't spend your own money I would pay less than ten dollars to see it. Okay. Um, but like stuff like stuff like this, I like because I really like Cowboys and Aliens. Like I know a lot of people did not like Cowboys and oh, Aliens, no, but I, I thought that, that movie was freaking yeah. awesome. Like, how no, cool is that? I don't remember watching it, but I know I have watched it. And I know I did Love. enjoy it, but I can't remember. Love. But anyway, um, let's draw our lines to an end. Hopefully, never have to deal with Jonah Hex again. Uh, <laughs> any capacity so, i think josh cool. brolin has come too far he's like i was thanos like i'm good <laughs> i don't need to oh, revisit they, jonah oh, hex if they did no if they did jonah hex again it would be a complete oh yeah they have again. to recast it reboot, for yeah, sure yeah. i mean they might get megan fox back but they... i actually don't think she'd come back no but, <laughs> uh anyway so next week we're going to start our trilogy of movies yeah, our run up to the big one, the first big MCU film of the year, Ant Man, Wasp, and Quantum Mania. So next week we are reviewing Ant Man One. Mm-hmm. So come back. We may have a guest. We may not. Ended up things work out. But anyway, Ant Man One next week. 
So you can follow us on social media everywhere we are, Geeks Unleashed on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast. Google, Podbean, Apple, Spotify, we are everywhere. So please leave us a five-star review and tell your geeky friends. Oh, and before you go, the last two weeks, myself and Steph have done live chats on The Last of Us breakdown episodes. We'll be doing episode three next week. On Instagram. So actually, the day this comes out. So if you listen to this before we do it, you can tune in on Instagram, Geeks Unleashed. So thanks very much. Good journey. Have a good week. Good journey. Bye.